Today, we will be examining the University of Richmond's journalism department, which at one point in time was a shining example of what the school had to offer under Mike Spear, one of UR's most legendary and beloved professors. When I walked into class that first day, I said, you know, this is where I belong. I don't know why, but I really loved it from the start. And it's been the same ever since, really. Teaching is fun, and dealing with people who are 18, 19, and 20 years old is inspiring. It really is. You know, one of the things you'll learn in journalism is Wikipedia is one of the worst places to ever look up <laughs> sources. It's totally spurious most of the time. It's the number one contribution, I would think, is probably enthusiasm. He just absolutely loves his students, and he loves his job. I get energy from dealing with students. and. Uh, I don't know how, you know, it's hard to say how that would, uh, how that's going to translate when I get out, when I'm not teaching full time. Uh, am I going to be happy? <laughs> I've done it 34 years, and this is my second career. Remember, I was a journalist for 24, 23 and three quarters a year, so uh, I'm going to miss it, definitely. See you later now. Spear is the kind of professor you hope your children have in college. Now that he is retired, what does the Department of Journalism look like now? Before I attack, I think it's important to do a quick primer on journalism. Gone are the days of Upton Sinclair and Seymour Hirsch. If a reporter actually wants to cover something controversial, they get the Amy Robark treatment. It was unbelievable. ABC's Amy Robach visibly frustrated, discussing an interview she got with an alleged victim of accused sexual predator Jeffrey Epstein three years ago that never aired. She had pictures. She had everything. She was in hiding for 12 years. We convinced her to come out. Robach, who did not know she was being recorded, suggests in a video released to the conservative activist group Project Veritas that ABC didn't want to upset the royal family since allegations involved Prince Andrew. First of all, I was told, who's Jeffrey Epstein? No one knows who that is. This is a stupid story. Um, then the palace found out that we had her whole allegations about Prince Andrew and threatened us a million different ways. If a reporter crosses the prevailing narrative of the regime in faux intelligentsia, that person gets attacked. Look at someone like Glenn Greenwald, who was once a golden child of the left, but when he violated the groupthink of the talking head left, he got chased out of town. He even got chased out of his own nonprofit news organization. So journalism, it was nice knowing you. If a reporter wants to succeed in this profession today, he has to become a Manchurian candidate of the left and dutifully read his daily talking points. And this is exactly what the University of Richmond demands of its students. Time is of the essence. These longer videos can be tough to sit through. So take a deep breath and listen to what I have to say. You can pause anytime you want. There are only two things the University of Richmond's journalism department does well. Train students to be future activists and train them to be mouthpieces of the left. U of R teaches propaganda, not journalism. Propaganda is a strong word. Not to sound like Jeff Foxworthy, 
But if you are making posters and T-shirts for protests, highlighting statues to be defaced, and tweeting and retweeting knowingly false stories, a.k.a. undisputed lies, then you might be a propagandist. So today we will be examining these professors, Don Belt, Kay Fowler, Shaheen Mufti, and Tom Capisadelis. A few other professors may get mentioned along the way, like the weird case of nepotism concerning the Mullen family. But those four are the ones we'll focus on. The department is headed by Shaheen Mufti, who before the years of Donald Trump seemed like a rational enough fella and willing to address the arguably uncomfortable truths of the world, like this, where he retweeted Glenn Greenwald's article on how Western governments exploit social movements to further militaristic agendas. What does Mufti care about today? He cares about anti-Trump memes, grievance politics, libtard Reddit ideas, and just general nonsense. Now, every now and then, old Mufti shows up and acts like a proper journalist, like he does here concerning criticizing how many sources a story has. But he clearly has Trump derangement syndrome. Now, this rampant Trump derangement syndrome, i.e. groupthink, runs rampant through the journalism department and clearly shows that journalistic objectivity does not exist at U of R. Journalistic objectivity generally refers to fairness, disinterestedness, factuality, and nonpartisanship. Mufti is quick to criticize the bombs and drones of the Obama and Trump era, but in a post-Trump world, Joe Biden can do no wrong, despite being the commander-in-chief of a military that drone-struck 10 citizens, including seven children. Now, I want to show you something that's a bit startling. Kate Fowler. She is an adjunct professor with the journalism department, but also runs Studio 2-3. Studio 2-3 describes itself, quote, we are a wildly and beautiful, diverse organization, bringing people from all economic, racial, and cultural backgrounds together to co-create daily. We are Richmond's most LGBTQIA plus friendly arts organization with a membership of 40% of LGBTQIA artists. We are committed to economic inclusivity, providing 42% of our members with free or highly discounted membership to our space. This organization makes posters, t-shirts, political signs for all the radical leftist causes and disturbances in the city of Richmond, and she seems to be the ringleader of this organization, and she purposefully gets her students involved in making these signs and making these uh, protest materials for what ultimately are terrorist groups. We're going to be going through these rather quickly. Remember, you can hit pause anytime you want to study these in more detail. Here we have one of the strategic activism meetings of Studio 2-3. Dare I say it? Lots of honkies. 
Now, before the death of George Floyd and the summer of riots, Studio 2-3 was fairly tame in their political messaging. However, now they are revolutionaries, invoking imagery of Angela Davis, holding protests around Richmond, hosting the Marxist-Leninist revolutionaries active during the 70s, and providing materials for protest. They have even partnered up with the Virginia ACLU, which has become completely unhinged. And check out their Twitter feed if you don't believe me. They have adopted the radical gender ideology of today that erases women and ignores gays. So no longer is the future female. Remember that from a few years ago? Now the future is non-binary. And the communist feelings of these people are seen here. The red and black flag is intentional. These are the colors of anarcho-communism. This is the group that Kate Fowler indoctrinates her University of Richmond students into. Yes, mom and dad, you can pay $77,000 a year so your child can become a communist revolutionary. And feel free to read a whitewashed view of this group. Another professor with no journalistic objectivity is Don Belt. Every day of the Trump presidency, he clamored how Putin installed Trump as president and how stupid Trump was. Journalistic objectivity? Shouldn't a professor of journalism know that the Russian collusion story is complete and utter hogwash, disprovable by thousands of sources, not to mention basic common sense? Do you want someone so unhinged and divorced from reality teaching your children at a cost of $77,000 a year? He retweets everything that Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton tweet as though they are some sort of adored pagan gods. His crush on them is bizarre. My guess is he has a taxicab driver shrine to Hillary in his house. Let's roll some music and let y'all look through Don's tweets. Don and his cadre of journo types are obsessed with Putin controlling Trump. So much so that they think Lee Schreiber has been trying to tell us this for years in his films. Wackos. It goes on and on. So many of these are easily disprovable. Like here, where Belt says Trump won't defend countries from Russia. Half the weapons being used in Ukraine that were hyper-effective came from President Trump. Google Trump armed Ukraine, and you can see the weapon deals he sent them every year of his presidency, like those very effective Javelin missiles. Why can't a journalism professor uncover basic facts? Because practically the whole department is a fraud. And here is one objective post of the year, a Lincoln Project retweet. I think the most appalling aspect of this is how he eggs on far-left activists. Here he is promoting how E. Claiborne Robbins' statute was vandalized and what it looked like in this state before it was cleaned up. We have covered how the university has denamed buildings and trashed its own history, and Don Belt makes clear the radical students who are part of his cult are gunning for Claiborne Robbins. The left hates. This proves 
It's not about denaming buildings named after slaveholders. It's a mission to destroy. And who does Belt and his leftist cronies hate the most? Successful people, rich philanthropists. Since they can't and will never be a rich philanthropist, they must destroy the memory of rich philanthropists. Always, it is about hatred, jealousy, and destruction. Notice he makes little Antifa jokes. And what is Antifa about? Hatred, jealousy, and destruction. It is a recognized terrorist group in many countries. Modern Antifa has its root in the German Communist League, which was a Maoist group. And as we all know, Mao killed 45 million of his own people. And that's a conservative number. There is an old saying affiliated with Mao. After the guns were removed, the killing fields began. So how about we look at one of the visiting professors, Tom Capesadillis. He makes a living profiting off the grief of families harmed by gun violence. Now, Tom never would want to talk about gun crime in inner cities or the ATF gun walking scandal because that would mean he wouldn't be able to have his bias. So instead, he makes Republicans look like they are responsible for gun violence. He writes pieces in the Richmond Free Press like, more trees, less guns. Meanwhile, he seeks to disarm the nation and criminalize the manufacturing of guns. He hates the Second Amendment and ignores the fact that it exists so citizens can fight back against government tyranny. Yet, he wants the U.S. to keep arming Ukrainians because Ukrainians deserve gun rights and the ability to fight tyranny, but American citizens don't. Most appalling of all is how when you are students have fun and act like regular college students, he admonished them like a little bitch, yet he actively promotes Antifa groups. So, if a 20-year-old U of R kid gets drunk at a fraternity party and pukes, he's a super Karen and rats on them. But if a 20-year-old wants to burn a city down and throw bricks at police, he praises them. Let's look at the spineless Cretans' tweets. Al-Qaeda, wasn't that the last entity to attack the Capitol? Wasn't the last entity to attack the Capitol the Weather Underground who bombed it? But you can see Tom has no nuance about January 6th and has forgotten many protests from the left that stormed the Capitol, where the radical progressives would form a sit-in and be allowed to stay. Hmm, so he never wants to hear radical left again? Wonder why that is. But he keeps going on, even calling people terrorists and criticizing their privilege. As you can see, his bias is clear. Second Amendment advocates shouldn't be allowed to protest. MTG believes in space lasers, his glee concerning Cassidy Hutchinson, and it goes on and on and on. He even slams the health commissioner who doesn't want to bring politics into health. You can see some more of his snitch behavior and even shaming of one of God's noblest beasts, the owl. Cap Sedelis is the kind of professor who's Entire being and every breath is wrapped up in his anger and his desire to confiscate guns from law-abiding citizens. The research crew 
at Rob is Right has studied the whole department. Karen Masterson and Stephen Nash appear to be quite liberal, but they also seem to practice real journalism. They get the Rob is Right seal of approval. Maybe even Mufti, who I think knows what is up, but is too much of a coward to say it like it is. Elizabeth Powell Mullen, who is a visiting assistant professor, is in the same department as her husband, Tom Mullen, the director of public affairs journalism. Not sure about the ethics of them both in the same department, but ethics does not exist at the University of Richmond anymore. Tom Mullen seems smart enough to keep a low profile, but like most academics, he has job security, even though his customer base cannot stand him. Listen how he gets lit up by past students. Quote, he seemed to have it out for me from day one. As an advisor, he has given me zero advice. Quote number two, Professor Mullen is very hot and cold. He can be very kind at times, but very abrasive and arrogant at other times. Quote three, easy to get on his bad side. Expect that you become a journalist by taking his course. A quick aside, U of R is a liberal arts school. It's about exposure to these fields, not mastery. Quote four, he expects you to become a journalist overnight the second you walk into his class. Bloody stupid. It's a first year seminar. We didn't have a choice. Quote number five. He will call you out if you're doing anything that bothers him. Eating a Pop-Tart the wrong way. I did fine in this class, but his attitude is barely tolerable. Quote number six. I cannot explain how awful this man is in this limited space, but he is unprofessional, unfriendly, egotistic and a terrible professor. Quote number seven. He's a jerk. He acts like a know-it-all and makes you feel like crap. Short man, big ego. Quote number eight. Most biased professor I've ever seen. Clearly Mullen does not serve or care about his students. Like most of liberal, entitled, and arrogant academia, the University of Richmond is a protected fiefdom and coddles unhinged left-wing teachers with extremely poor judgment, and students are expected to be indoctrinated into their groupthink cult. A journalism student is indoctrinated into radical leftism in Professor Mufti's morning classes, and in the afternoon, he learns how to arm Antifa and Black Lives Matter terrorists with the tools of their trade with Professor Fa if you are a parent, you are paying $77,000 a year for this. If you watch this entire video, thank you. This is a video in a continuing episode of exposing the woke left radicalism and lack of ethics at the University of Richmond. My family got involved in this project due to the denaming of the T.C. Williams Law School. He was my great-great-grandfather, and the Williams family, over a course of 90 years, kept the University of Richmond afloat. What they did, we think, is absolutely disgraceful. It's a sign of their incredible, extreme 
left-wing bias. And we mean to expose the university and all of its radicalness so that future students and parents can make a wise decision as to whether or not they want their children indoctrinated into this nonsense. Thank you for listening.